Welcome back, sports fans. This week, we cover how the NBA draft lottery is definitely rigged. Definitely not rigged. Well, well we're going to have to let you guys decide because we're pretty split on it. But what we're not split on is how much we all know about the NHL playoffs. I'm Hooli. I'm the Joe. I'm Mary Beth Smith, and we welcome special guest Eric Braben to match all of our wits on knowledge of the NHL playoffs. I hope he doesn't bring the average down. Yeah. Adding him to the mix. You know, we're also knowledgeable with the ice and nets and the icing sticks, uh, boarding, um, offsides, uh, high uh, cross, flying V. Knuckle puck time. Quack. 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 moment we've all been waiting for the starting lineup looks like basketballs aren't the only ones bouncing around during the nba playoffs with the nba playoffs in their conference finals the league announced a one-game suspension for the Cavs' dante jones after he appeared to punch bismack biombo in the groin in the cleveland toronto series surely a just punishment for such a heinous crime the same day as this announcement, the Warriors' Draymond Green was caught blatantly kicking the Thunder's Steven Adams in the groin early in the first half of Game 3 of the Golden State-Oklahoma City Series. With the Warriors trailing 2-1, to one, losing Green would be a huge blow to the team. Of course, not as huge as the blow that Steven Adams took. Uh, and the NBA would surely miss him. So, to be consistent, luckily the league has announced Green's kick will result in a one-game suspension for Dante Jones. Also, Steven Adams will be forced to pay a $50,000 fine for any potential damage to Green's foot and shoe. Speaking of ball sex. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's far too harsh of a commentary. No, it isn't. Let's talk about what happened at Nationals Park this week. There was a rain delay at Nationals Stadium but that didn't stop the sprinklers from coming up and watering the fields as well. So it looks like it's par for course for the cronies in Washington. Hashtag thanks, Obama. <laughs> Those Washington strategists have something to learn from uh, Olympian Usain Bolt. In a recent interview, Olympic runner Usain Bolt has said that he's not worried about catching the Zika virus from mosquitoes because he is too fast for them to bite him. This has also launched him into consideration for the first overall pick in the Zombie Survival Fantasy League. He's right up there with Rick Grimes and Ron Swanson. All right, Huli, what's up with Ryan Fitzpatrick? Well, Ryan Fitzpatrick is in the middle of contract negotiations with the Jets and has been for about three months. In a recent interview, Fitzpatrick said, I would like to be back. In response, the Jets have been liking ex-quarterback statuses on Facebook and posting memes on Instagram about how guys with beards are dumb. (laughs) 
like and share if you're a strong AFC team who don't need no quarterback. <laughs> Maybe they'll like beards a little more hypothetically down in Vegas. There's a lot of talk going on that the Raiders might be moving to Las Vegas. Uh, the city is trying to raise $200 million to help fund a stadium for the team. Luckily, they're at $100 million and they're feeling real good about putting it on red. Closing out starting lineup, maybe there's one award LeBron can't win. LeBron James is reportedly upset that he's not eligible for an Emmy with all the flopping he's done this postseason. In response, James Lipton chimed in with, Yes, it's acting. It's just not great acting. Uh, better luck next year. I think it's gonna be Louis. I think it's gonna be Julia Louis Dreyfus again. <laughs> <laughs> she deserves it. She's great. like it's time for walk-ons so as regular listeners to the show will know we have foregone most talk of hockey even though we've been in the depths of playoff season for god it seems like forever now uh, but that's coming from a baseball fan so <laughs> <laughs> i have no room to talk uh so uh be do, to make up for this, we brought in someone who is way more knowledgeable and has way more interesting thoughts than we do on the playoffs so far and some interesting topics that have uh, arisen during this and other playoff series uh, for the NHL and other pro sports. Eric Brayband. Hello. Thank uh, you for having me. Of course. Thanks for being here. It's uh, my pleasure. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, You've got mail. So Do I? <laughs> it says you're invited. To one. <laughs> this, this podcast. Oh, great. oh, I'm already here. <laughs> I forgot to RSVP, <laughs> and I brought six people. <laughs> Good thing this podcast goes till question mark, question mark, question oh, mark. Man. <laughs> that means it's going to be fun. <laughs> like, we don't know what's going to happen, so it's like, man, it could be anything. <laughs> I'd say that definitely sums up our experience here. <laughs> uh, cool. So... We did a uh, an early um, like first round predictions type run through, but we haven't really done much since then. So who's still in it? Where are the series? Yeah, we at? just need a yeah. quick overview because like, we are stereotypical America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was gonna say that obviously because we are sports podcasters, we are all completely abreast yeah, of the right. NHL playoffs, sure, of the sure, Stanley sure, Cup sure. playoffs. But potentially for any listeners who <laughs> might not be familiar with the the standings and who's in, that's who's, right, yeah, who's still left. So like, um, explain wh uh, what teams are left and what a puck exactly is <laughs> to to the listeners. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I misspoke. Treat us <laughs> okay. like for the listener. The puck is a round rubber disc uh -huh. that is meant to stay flat, but usually doesn't, and it's used in ice hockey. So it, it rounds out. It's it, like it, it's round. Yeah. So is it a disc or a ball? It's a disc. 
It's, but it's rounded with flattened tops and bottoms. Oh, I think it sta- it's supposed to stay on the it's wide side, but sometimes flat. it rolls. Oh. Yeah, but sometimes it rolls. So it's like an Oreo. Yes. yes. With no cream, That's and it's hard and big. You lost me. <laughs> with it's no like an Oreo. cream, and okay. it's hard and big. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so the NHL playoffs are currently in the conference finals. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the third round of four. The winners of each conference final will advance to the Stanley Cup final, where they will play for the Stanley Cup, which is a big silver cup. Beer trophy. It's a beer trophy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, there are some gross things that have been done with the Stanley Cup. <laughs> uh, lots of players reportedly have had sex on it or in it. No. Yeah. In it? How tiny yeah. are these players? <laughs> this <is> pretty tiny. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you thinking of jockeys? <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> I you said ho- you said you know a lot about hockey, <laughs> and let me tell you something. <laughs> I really I hear my H's as J's, <laughs> so <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot of stuff. Oh, I'm gonna be lost. <laughs> that is well. If you want to talk about horses, Nyquist was named after Gustav Nyquist of the Detroit Red Wings. Tying it back together. <laughs> so the Eastern, the Eastern and the Western Conference Finals, the Eastern Conference Conference Finals are featuring the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Pittsburgh Penguins, who, if I admit my bias, are my home team. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the best team in the league. They never do anything wrong. Their players are the best, and they're great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're currently down 3-2 and facing elimination tomorrow night, which I don't know when this comes out, but tomorrow night would be the 24th. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, the, West, the Western Conference Finals features the San Jose Sharks, uh, against the St. Louis Blues. That series is, I believe, tied, and they're playing uh, the fifth game as we speak. Awesome. Uh, but that's where we are at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, it's exciting. I'm sure you guys have been watching all the games. All oh, of yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just. What great plays. Like, I, I have my top plays, but if you had to Ooh. give me, like, a top, like, two or three from the playoffs. Do you want to wanna go, do you wanna go at the same time then? Uh, yeah. 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 So yeah. We'll, we'll each say the name of the player. And then, uh, uh, yeah, let's just say the name of the player, the game, yeah. and, and what the play was. Yeah, at the same exact okay. time. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Um, three, two, two one. one. Phil, Phil Kessel, right foot in the shot from the right ring down to past Hendrick Ludquist in the first round. Whoa! That was exact. We were on the same page. I'm exactly there with you. My favorite part about that play was the – speed at which it happened it, it happens yeah. fast yeah. so fast it happens yeah fast. once phil the thrill gets the puck phil it's the like thrill? it's over baby do you guys know much about phil kessel there's the a thrill yeah the thrill. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you this will be right up your alley if you ever uh check out uh the subreddit the one true phil and you will see lots of good s- phil Kessel is a fantastic hockey player with an unfortunate face. His face looks like the bot, like it should be on the body of someone who weighs like an extra hundred pounds. Uh, oh no! Yeah. <laughs> Mark Coulomb tweeted a picture of Phil Kessel this week, and the and the co- the uh, um, what's the called when you put a caption? The caption. <laughs> I thought you were gonna ask a hockey question. Wow. The caption of the picture was. What do you mean you don't have any more copy of co- copies of cover letters at this office, Max? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, he has just, like, a real big yeah. dumb face. And I replied, Pittsburgh has the biggest, dumbest faces in sports and attached a picture of Ben, ben Roethlisberger. That's, <laughs> a, that's a big face. Yeah, that's <laughs> a big face. That whole I'm surprised they make a helmet big enough for that. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they they don't. don't. <laughs> it's too taped together. <laughs> Haven't you noticed? <laughs> the, uh, but if you've ever, Phil's, uh, his he has a 
a picture for the uh, a promo picture for the USA Olympic team, and it is just full of all like <laughs> he looks like an awkward like high school sophomore that's like turned <laughs> slightly and is just like sweating from standing. Yeah. But he's like also a world class athlete. <laughs> uh, it's like just discovering that he can grow facial hair. Yeah, he is. He is. His face is unfortunate. Uh, his he has a sister who's uh, a, a, a great hockey player at her own right. And is, I think, honestly, one of the better women's hockey players. I don't unfortunately follow women's hockey too much, but they're starting to catch on with the NWHL, uh, which should be entering its second season. And Amanda Kessel just signed with, I think, the New York team, the Riveters, I believe oh. is their team name. That's, after that's nice. After yeah. Rosie, the yeah. R- is it Rosie the Riveter? Yes. Yes, yeah. yes it is. Yeah, that's um, great. I, I like that. I was like kind of like cringing at the thought of what, one of the names was going to yeah. be. <laughs> well, the one, I think we've talked about this. The one is, there's the Boston Buttes, oh. which I think that's like an old timer hockey and like Canadian thing. I think you did tell me this, yes. Because uh, one eccentric announcer named Don Cherry will refer to mm. people, people oh, as yeah, yeah, Buttes. He's yeah. like the like Dick Vitale or like, yeah. but like, like if you took Dick Vitale and Phil Sims and merge them into one moron, oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh. you would kind of have Don Cherry. Uh, uh, yeah, so we've talked about that. There's mm-hmm. the Connecticut Whale, which is more traditional because of the Hartford Whalers. Whalers. Yeah. Um, I, I th- or maybe it's the Boston Pride. I forget what the Buttes are, but mm. whatever. Montana. Uh, Monta- the Montana Buttes. Yes, <laughs> it should be. <laughs> big, big hockey area, Montana. <laughs> I suppose they have for to everything, be. really. Like, they just have a lot of people out there raring for activities. Yeah. Anything <laughs> at all. I mean, that's the same motto. Big hockey country, right? Big hockey country. Montana. Yeah. They Big hockey country. Probably <laughs> touch more of Canada than any other state. Yeah. yeah. I think that's probably true. true. Canada touchers. Unless I bet you Idaho. Like, Idaho is the least. <laughs> Unless you, Alaska. The shores of Michigan. Oh, oh Alaska. Alaska. Yeah. Alaska. All right, well, well shot that theory down. Contiguous. Uh, Again, Great talk about the Stanley Cup playoffs. So <laughs> <far>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you you had a couple of things in mind to discuss specifically, uh, one of which being um, the idea of letting them play, which is kind of we see a lot throughout the playoffs in sports. Fans wanting the refs to not call as much for Ye- some reason. Yes, in hockey it's kind of – uh, notoriously bad in the playoffs. They always talk about in the regular season how regular season success doesn't translate to postseason success because the game is so different. The refs tend to, quote-unquote, swallow their whistles. Yeah. I think that's similar across diff- other sports, football, basketball, Absolutely. for sure. Mm-hmm. Baseball, it's not Lacrosse. like they stop calling s- balls. Could have fooled me. <laughs> Infield fly. Oh, uh, whatever. The First play wild card play-in game. It's... <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's not important. The fluidity of the strike zone is its own issue. Yeah. That's very true. Uh, so that leads to a lot and one of... one that may be changing. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that leads to a lot of uh, kind of open play and a lot of harder hits and a lot of stuff that you wouldn't get away with in the regular season. I think that's silly. I, I don't want to watch a different game in the playoffs. I want... A, Sorry. Yeah. It's open play, so there's more fast breaks and more hits, and that's not what you want to watch? Well, n- more there's more borderline hits. There's more uh, hooking and obstruction. So it, it leads to – by open play probably wasn't the best term. By open play, I, m- I mean, like, unfettered play. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. So 
One of the big things. Go ahead. Couple of hooks, couple of snags. Yeah, hooks. A little more higher elbows, maybe against the glass. Yeah, a lot of a lot of slashing going on. Sure. Uh, last year, Sidney Crosby of the Penguins took uh, in one series two nut shots that were neither penalized, suspended, and no, no one on the team responded for. <laughs> so it's just it's you like speared directly in the nuts. And we just let that go in the playoffs because that's quote unquote hockey for the first 82 games. That's not hockey. That's a penalty or suspension. But for these next, however many it is, well, it it's sounds so like, weird. It sounds like, yeah, that the penguins were playing the warriors in the, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know playoffs. Draymond green could skate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So that I think <laughs> <laughs> they're rewarding themselves for <laughs> seamlessly tying that in. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> but oddly there has been in the first two rounds there was uh, a lot of suspensions going on uh but now the weird thing about the nhl is they two of the things they take into or one of the things they take into account w- when someone's suspended is was the player they hit injured so when we're talking borderline elbows or boarding penalties where you push a guy's head into the boards essentially which leads to you know concussions and broken necks and things you generally don't want as a person sure <laughs> uh, uh so uh a lot of these plays aren't penalized <laughs> so the fact that we c- that as a fan i can watch somebody do something in the game and the league say okay you have to sit out of the game for that but the refs on the ice saw no problem with it whatsoever and didn't didn't decide to call a penalty or or anything on it is kind of absurd but isn't that just like a check then like well, the refs missed it, but we didn't miss it. So ultimately, bottom line is the correct call was made in the end. Maybe more severe, maybe a little different than it would have been, but at least they were penalized at some point. Maybe not properly or when they should have, but retribution occurred. I think that's the goal of it, but a lot of times that doesn't happen because boarding penalties take typically take place exactly where the puck is. The uh, defenseman skating with his face towards the boards, has his back turned, and the the opposing player hits him directly square in the numbers, propelling him into the boards and slamming him essentially head first. So that's where the ref's attention is. <laughs> the ref's looking at the play and because the puck's right there. And so it's a, a thing that they'll just let happen in the playoffs, but then uh, the Department of Player Safety will be like, yeah, that's a game or a game or two. And we've already seen that happen a couple of times in y- the first round. Yeah, of the there was a particularly bad one uh, by a guy from the Flyers named Pierre-Edouard Bellemare, who checked Dmitry Orlov from the Washington Capitals uh, into the boards. A lot of people said uh, if that was a regular season, that would be maybe five, ten games, which is a pretty hefty uh, fine for NHL standards. But in the playoffs, it was, of course, just one game. Mm. Just one game. The uh, Orloff was injured, I think, for the rest of the series. He came back in the second uh, series against the Penguins, but still wasn't 100%. We kind of took advantage of him. Not we. I didn't play. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, uh, I sat it out. I was like, I've guys. Eric, let me ask you this yeah. real quick. Uh, you said it would have been 5-10 to 10 in the regular season, mm-hmm. which is a very substantial uh, amount of games to be suspended. Could one argue that that one or two game suspension that someone might receive in the playoffs is just as detrimental because the games mean so much more that it like one to two games is the equivalent of five regular season games? I think that's that's uh, the philosophy and where they're coming from. I just as a fan happen to not agree with that. Sure. I think uh, if anything, th- if the the league shouldn't be taking the onus on them to uh make the blow softer f- 
for the team whose player made the mistake. If if that mistake isn't means it's it the mistake making the mistake should mean more in the playoffs. Like I look at it from the opposite side. Like mm-hmm. if you make that mistake in the playoffs, it hurts you more because those five games. So like you should know not to do that, especially in the playoffs, especially when that's been a area of focus uh, for the league to try to get out of the game because they like just like. Uh, the NFL, there's lots of, hey, hockey causes concussions. And the, the <laughs> NHL going, no, no, we don't. No one touch each other. Everyone <laughs> stay away from each other's heads. Uh, so I think that's probably the goal, and that's what a lot of people argue. I just happen mm-hmm. to think that that's backwards. We should be, if you make these agrarious mistakes, you should be punished more because it's a more heightened, more important time of year. So do you then think that rather than having the ref swallow the whistle, that there should be more whistling in the playoffs because that seems like it would slow down, change the pace, give power plays, and possibly alter the game in ways that aren't letting the quote unquote you know best team win if right. it's full of penalties and everything. Uh, I, I I I would prefer that it would be officiated just as the regular season is. Uh, that there sh- would be no change in the standard of what what allows and what doesn't because if you break the rules, you broke the rules. Now I I, I say that admitting full on and i think this is a problem for a lot of uh, uh a problem of an entry point for a lot of people and to to grow new fans nhl is the worst officiated sport it's just bad <laughs> like from the all the hockey fans i know say that yeah like, really yeah. yeah it's just really bad from like the worse than football i th- i think so because fo- i mean i think football's problem is there's like too many penalties now yes that you can't watch a game you can't like watch a play anymore like worst officiated in terms of inconsistencies, inconsistencies. Correct? okay yeah and not like, like calls specifically just like not being able to consistently to call the same thing and to be fair there are a lot of penalties that are missed because there's I think there's three or four refs on the ice. It's a super fast game. Yeah. And yeah. half the time they're dodging, you know, a 250 pound Russian monster right. who's like <laughs> barreling <laughs> down. Uh, so they like they're going to miss a lot of stuff. But uh, there's no consistency game to came. There's no consistency period to period. If they make a bad call, they'll correct that by making another bad call for the other team. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I think I, I the, the makeup call, I think, is one of – Yeah. Like, NBA, yeah, it does Yeah. Matter. When it works in your team's favor, it's great. It's fine. And yeah. that's hockey. But, like, but like when you're – objectively, it's not something you want to see because it. I think that's one of the problems the NHL has with growing the game is a lot of people watching is like, well, I don't know what the hell anything means and I don't know what the hell is going on. And it seems like every once in a while someone goes down. Who was I talking to that said – they thought power plays were just random and like given at uh, specific Gary, points of times. My cousin's boyfriend. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I thought there were specific times where it was like, okay, you lose. Who's the player. like a huge sports fan, yeah. like loves football, just doesn't know that much about hockey, and he is such a big Atlanta sports fan that he would try to watch Thrasher's game while they were still there. And just like couldn't figure out why there would every once in a while be power plays. <laughs> it's like you guys lose. A I was like, the same way. Yeah, like, I didn't like get it. You 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 I mean, can legitimately watch it and think like, oh, I guess sometimes you just have to <laughs> be down a player. Thirteen twenty six, lose a player. <laughs> <laughs> uh, legitimately, I have a big problem with that. I think that angers me the most around playoff time. Uh, I think that's similar in other sports. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. But the NHL is just so poorly officiated, and it's so tough. Uh, and then they don't they don't do themselves any favors. The suspensions they've given up in the playoffs, like you said, are super lax. Usually there was one three game suspension that was given out, which was pro- which again should have been five or ten in the regular season. Uh, 
that was a blatant elbow to the face. Uh, Brooks Orpik from the Capitals hit Oli Matta from the Penguins. It was rough, and Matta was concussed and out. Now, if Matta wasn't concussed, they probably would have lessened the suspension because one of the things they like to take into account is injury of the player, which I think is absurd because I don't understand how that's a deterrent. That's it. That, to me, tells the players to gamble. Like, maybe he won't be hurt and you can get away with the hit. You know right, what I mean? Right. Maybe my high, maybe the guy I hit is going to try and have too much pride and pop right back up and keep playing. Right. And then I won't be fined as hard because he doesn't want to lose right. face. Right. Or do you think, conversely, it ever encourages players to be like, uh, I, I'm like 50-50. I could go or I couldn't go. But if I don't go in tomorrow's game, like – Maybe another guy might not be a suspension. Yeah. Against. You, you I'm know, a scrub on the end of the bench. There was uh, yeah. the, that's interesting. You say that there was some uh, gamesmanship. I think it was in the last series last series where Latang from Christopher Latang from the Penguins got an elbow up on a player. Um, they were going to have a hearing for him to see if he was going to be suspended. The caps, reported that player's injured and held him out of practice the next day. Mm. And that player finished the game, though. The player finished the game the previous night. Mm. So everyone is saying, hey, they're doing that to show an injury so he gets suspended for one or two. Um, so that definitely does happen. <laughs> it's uh, interestingly enough, by the way, Latang, French for the Tang. The Tang. <laughs> His family created the orange drink. Mm -hmm. The Tang. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> His children go to Syracuse. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, <laughs> so there's something else. So you mentioned that hockey is trying to cut back on things like concussions that we've seen yeah. in the NFL, um, trying to, you know, make this sport better for fans. Uh, so there was another suspension doled out in this playoff series that you and I <laughs> are aware of, and these guys aren't. Um so Andrew Shaw, a member of the Chicago Blackhawks, who were ousted in the first round by the St. Louis Blues, mm -hmm. um, was suspended one game for being caught on camera as he was uh, entering the penalty box, I believe, mouthing uh, a homophobic slur to another player. Oh, uh, I thought it was at a ref. Oh, it might have been at a ref. I think you're I right. I believe it was at uh, directed towards a ref. Directed towards a ref. Now, that, I mean, we had, the, we had a, an incident with Kobe a few years back. Uh, that was similar, was it not? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, the NHL has also been really kind of trying to be very inclusive for the LGBT community. Um, the Blackhawks specifically uh, have alliance with uh, a group, group, I believe it's just called the Chicago Gay Hockey Alliance. Um, so it's like a point of them to be inclusive and to uh, do this. And he was... Uh, so he Try was caught to shake some stereotypes yeah. and be like, more inclusive. Right. And... He was caught doing that, and they gave him a game, and the big controversy rose up as, uh, like, of course, on the on the Internet, it gets conflated, but you have the, the, the quote-unquote free speech people coming out on one side mm. of the argument, mm. and then you have uh, <laughs> reasonable, moral human beings <laughs> coming down on the other side of the argument. Not to, like, tip my hat as to what side I'm on. <laughs> the, uh, no, you're uh, totally unbiased. Yeah, yeah. I skate right down the middle of the line. Uh, but that was that was a bigger controversy, and he got docked a game for that. And uh, I don't know if it was a regular – like, it's one of the things with all sports is if that's not on camera, would anybody have said it? How much does it go on and people just don't hear it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it's there. Oh, it's – I mean, like – Yeah, for sure. They always say, like, you can't mic – the NBA, yeah, like you can have a player on mic, but like 
the things that got set on court are just bananas. It's, and it's <laughs> it's one of the reasons why whenever they have like mic'd up sessions, the first like three minutes of any mic'd up video is someone walking around going, Hey, I'm mic'd up. I'm mic'd up. Yeah. Don't say anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, but yeah. But like that's real though. Yeah. And it, most of the time, you know, these guys try and be at least somewhat conscious of stuff you can and cannot say to someone in the context of shit talking. Right. God damn, man. But if you yell a homophobic slur right, at right. a ref, you deserve to suffer consequences for it. And anyone trying to defend it, it's like, okay, buddy, you go to your job. Right. <laughs> and you try to yell a homophobic slur at someone at in like the HR department. The copier. Yeah. <laughs> like. And see if you get away with it. Right. And then justify what happened. Right. Yeah. You know uh, what I mean? It's like, like a beer rep coming in my yeah. bar. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that's just not going to work. And yeah. you just sling around like that. No, it I doesn't. W- like, it doesn't matter what he says on the ice in somebody's face when he's fucking checking him against the wall. You would hope that he's not saying those kinds of things regardless. But like we just said, of course it's happening. Yeah. But uh, the the Blackhawks, for many reasons, haven't had a great off-the-ice reputation this year. You don't no. say. So, no, no. I don't know if you heard about that stuff. Yeah, their PR person is working overtime. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so it, it doesn't help that and kind of uh, – it kind of kind of tarnished the uh, the the Blackhawks were kind of the darlings of the league for the last few years. Yeah, um, and the, the, the bloom of that rose is starting to come off. Uh, I'm a song. I'm an average song by a band. It's not very good. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Got these hot takes. Skating right down the middle. <laughs> the, the, the Penguins' goal song is "Party Hard" by Andrew WK. Oh, he's the best. Which, great, which started from an online campaign, which is just awesome. Tell them about the hbk hbk um so you guys are going to be pittsburgh fans before you leave the room (laughs) (laughs) challenge (laughs) accepted (laughs) you're talking to two guys from ohio maybe not you never yeah (laughs) to summarize the last point though the blackhawks are all homophobic monsters yeah okay exactly that's that's what we learned that's that's all i wanted to get out coach q oh definitely coach can you see that stash yeah (laughs) so the penguins have a line comprised of three players, um, uh, Carl Hagelin, mm-hmm. Phil Kessel, and Nick Bonino. Um, people like to come up with nicknames for lines that are doing well. Uh, the Lightning have the triplets, which isn't very inventive because it's just like that's three people. There's no reason to call them triplets. Yeah. That's a lot. I think it's. I I think I might be uh, uninformed here, but I think it's just like a riff on like the Cowboys triplets, like the Aikman, Irvin, and uh, Emmett Smith. Yeah. Like and how that now whenever you have three players that are good, they're triplets all of a sudden. Or the big three, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like whatever. basketball. Yeah, they don't call oh, them anything. Oh, the big in basketball. three. It's just good work, Florida. Big, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the big three. They all tall. <laughs> 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 Uh, guess how many there is <laughs> this many <laughs> Thanks, sir there Rob. are no fingers on your hand <laughs> fireworks <laughs> jpp <laughs> um, so uh lines comprised of a guy named Haglin, bonino and kessel which people have shortened to hbk yeah. partly because of if you're wrestling fans Shawn michaels the heartbreak H- kid oh yeah uh so that oh. was an, that was an, yeah, <laughs> oh, he up. also <laughs> sang me that song. <laughs> sexy boy. He's a sexy I'm boy. Cute. It makes no, me uncomfortable. <laughs> I got the moves that drive the girls around. They hear me. They see me walk. Then they hear him talk. And then he's a sexy boy. Sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. Boy toy. 
Um, uh, we can all, by the way, really <laughs> off the rails. We, by the way, that harmony, <laughs> we can all hit falsetto incredibly Guys, well. Guys, we should start a band. HPK, <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it. <laughs> we're just doing. Sure. B, G. H-B- oh, H-B- we were so close. We, we're almost there. You're fired. Uh, <laughs> Shawn Michaels then came to the game. Oh. Uh, he was invited to the game uh, last night, which they lost in. Oh. Someone I saw someone mention online that it was probably a bad idea to invite somebody named the heartbreak kid to a playoffs game because they lost in overtime and it was <laughs> very heartbreaking it was uh, so i think that's the end of that uh but that was uh the nhl has a good t- twitter presence uh the teams kind of give each other shit in a fun way um but you'll also find there was a i'm, I'm gonna forget the guy's name but there was uh this guy who started watching the st louis blues oh yeah game, and he famously started tweeting about it he was <laughs> and he, he said like his first tweet was like uh, something about just hockey being lit and yeah. <laughs> like how just like, like, white oh white yeah yeah y'all been holding out yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like white people have been holding out on us without where hockey's concerned I'm like 45 seconds in and this shit is lit I think that's <laughs> verbatim what it was he yeah. got he got invited to a game and uh, so the hockey hockey can be great about that stuff and it's always very inclusive uh, uh, and it's just super fun and if you're a fan of like fun sports themed Twitter stuff follow teams the Blue Jackets are famous for these uh, game day posters that like they have artists draw that are usually some sort of dig at the other team uh <laughs> it's good stuff hockey's fun times yeah cool i think that's all we had on deck yeah yeah uh how do you how do you see the um the co- the conference finals and the stanley cup finals playing out um i in my hopes and dreams the pens are gonna uh take the next two take games. the next two by a combined score of like 26 to nothing and then yep. <laughs> sweep so the stanley cup final uh, scoring ten games, ten goals each game. Great, give us a give fine. us a B potential. Uh, B, so more realistically, I think the Pens are probably going to be eliminated. <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, I I and I think it'll be Lightning Blues, and that'll probably go down to seven. And I kind of hope the Lightning wins it. If the Pens can't win, I wish the Sharks would. The Sharks have a lot of feel good story guys. Joe Thornton, who was a first round pick many years ago by the Boston Bruins, traded. Um, and has always just been like a good veteran. He's produced every uh, throughout his career, and he's just never been there. So he'd be a kind of older guy to s- that that would be fun to root for and see win a cup. So if the Pens can't do it, I'm I'm pulling for the Sharks. But I think I'm I'm firmly hoping for the the people who will inevitably lose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's you know it's yeah. what it is. Yeah, Joe, you got any predictions? Um, I mean, lightning strikes penguins and sure. kills them. They That's just, obvious. Like, explodes That's them. That's obvious. Um, <laughs> sharks just, like, explodes them. Sharks are used to blue. Like that's not going to be threatening. They're they're always in blue. Deep blue like, sea. They live in the blue. That movie's about again shark. obvious. So yeah. again, lightning versus sharks. That's easy. Lightning beats sharks. They can't even get out of the water. So like once the lightning strikes, water's a conductor. So, so yeah. It's like so yeah. It I'm gonna say lightning's over. Uh, lightning over sharks in in six. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say. Penguins over lightning. Thank you. Because of Mario Kart on the ice board, there's that big ass penguin that you can't get by. I'm familiar with him, yeah. And the lightning does not affect it. Yeah. <laughs> so it affects everyone else, not that. So penguins advance. That's amazing logic. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, the San Jose Sharks are not Bob Dylan fans, and they get tangled up in blue. <laughs> so once they're tangled up, we now have penguins versus the blues. And penguins are very happy animals. They do not get depressed. Especially their feet. Yes, they have happy feet <laughs> to defeat the blues. To to to, to de- happy feet the blues. 
Yeah. Penguins uh, take it. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. You're I welcome. can't uh, describe what an honor it's been to just be surrounded by hockey experts. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Uh, 20 minutes or so. If I had to rank us three-way tie for first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> three-way tie by a mile? Is that a thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, that is us. On May 17th, 2006, at 1.36 p.m., official Matumbo, Dikembe Matumbo's Twitter handle, tweeted, and I quote, congrats to at Sixers on grabbing the number one spot in the hashtag NBA draft. Hashtag Fila first? Fila, Fila, P-H-I-L-A first. The only twist... The NBA draft didn't occur until that evening. I'm Sarah Koenig. This is season three of Serial. Uh, is the NBA draft rigged? Does this Matumbo tweet say it once and for all? Yes. No. To the first one. <laughs> no to the second one. <laughs> because there will be more instances about how the NBA draft lottery is rigged. <laughs> That's right. Get your cameras. We're going Bigfoot <laughs> hunting with Elvis in the Pacific Northwest underneath the Dolce Air Force Base where alien gunfights happen. So put your tinfoil hats on, kids. I'm explaining why this lottery is rigged. Bum, bum, it bum, is not a conspiracy. Bum, bum. Sir, please... Step out of the car with your hands behind your head. Do you have anything in your pockets that may cut me? Uh, you are bonkers. Every conspiracy theorist about this is bonkers. The The NBA draft is not rigged, and this isn't some big... Why, uh, why if... Okay, please. If, if the NBA rigged the lottery... Yes. How do? Why would they include Dikembe Mutombo in this conversation when he obviously has such an itchy tweet finger? I don't know what happens on the inside of Illuminati meetings. <laughs> <laughs> Dikembe is a higher degree than I am, obviously. Obviously. Yeah, for sure. Um, he found out. I don't know why. I don't know the inner workings as to why McKembe, Dikembe is involved. But I think he's made it pretty clear and obvious that he is involved. Why else would he be tweeting it hours before it happened? Why else would he delete the tweet almost immediately after? Because it was wrong info. Okay, so then send out, oops, my bad, I didn't mean to do that. He did. Don't just delete the tweet also. It's the deleting the tweet that looks bad for him. You understand that? No, because he's not going to leave it out there. Why not? 
Because nobody people, does that. People make mistakes. Right. And then you delete it off Facebook and Twitter. That's what we do. Only further feeding my conspiracy bowl. If he didn't delete it, we'd still be having the same conversation. If it was still up, we would just be pulling it up and talking about it. Like it, it, we it, did it, pull it up and talk about it. Yeah, right. There are three exactly. It, it makes no it makes no difference whether he deleted it or not. I think I think that is a moot argument. OK. Well, then, you know, like a cow's opinion. It doesn't make sense. According to the New York Post. Oh, boy. <laughs> that <laughs> was awful. <laughs> That's a friend's joke. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Tell them it's terrible. <laughs> um, Great. I'll call 1997 and let them know. <laughs> Thank you. On uh, According to the New York Post, uh, Matumbo received an email from the Sixers organization asking him if he would post a congratulatory message on Twitter if the 76ers won. The email obtained by the Associated Press showed some sample tweets that could be used. He copied and pasted one into his Twitter page, but then immediately sent it. Uh, so sounds like an old older person <laughs> using social media. Or it sounds like the team knew what was happening. It was like, hey, here's one of your six preloaded things when we get this. Hit it, Dikembe. Y- you jumped the gun, kid. You, no, no, no. You wagged that finger too quickly on that no, return key. No, no, It says... That's the problem of a touchscreen. He soon posted another tweet saying he was just excited and had gotten ahead of himself, but was still hoping for a Sixers victory. Yeah. Totally plausible. Yes, but it's as implausible as it is plausible. Disagree. Fair. Let's move on. <laughs> so this this is not the first time this question has come up regarding the NBA draft lottery. No, this is only the most recent. From its very inception in 1985, the NBA draft lottery has been dogged by controversy and conspiracy theories about whether or not it is rigged by the league to reward certain teams. Uh, I do not believe... That this is happening. I don't believe this is real. Hooli does. And uh, we will discuss some of these instances. Hooli, which one would you like to discuss? Well, let's start in 85 with the frozen envelope and Patrick Ewing and the New York Knicks. Okay. So I'm operating off of the premise that any team can win the lottery. One team has to win the lottery. Yes. We've done it for 30-plus years now. Yes. There's going to be different combinations. There's going to be different outcomes, regardless of whether it was the favorite or the underdog or whoever. So any any premise, any any basis of fact of this team won, that alone by itself cannot support a, a, a conspiracy theory. So tell tell us more about the 1985. Okay. The the reasons behind it. Yes. The New York Knicks needed a game changing player. Patrick Ewing was called a once-in-a-decade type player. And there are several conspiracies around this one, not just the frozen envelope, that it was also a bent envelope, that they had done several things to manipulate the envelope to make sure that David Stern pulled out the New York Knicks envelope, which they eventually did. The theory, the overwhelming conspiracy theory is that the team that needs the most help from the NBA, not necessarily with a winning record or anything else. The team that would help the NBA the most by winning gets the best picks. Mm-hmm. New York, major market, Patrick Ewing, big East guy. Keep him on the East Coast. 
Send him to the New York Knicks. I I will concede that it likely was the best potential outcome for the league that Patrick Ewing ended up in a major market instead of Sacramento. I will concede the fact that, yes, that was a favorable outcome. Okay. But it, it was it wasn't impossible. There there's n- there's no. nothing to indicate no. that this this wasn't all above board. Let's move forward. Yes. There have been a couple of instances as of recent where game again, game-changing hometown players have gone to teams that maybe they should not have gone for. LeBron James going to Cleveland seems to make sense. Cleveland has always been garbage. You give him LeBron. (laughs) He's the hometown boy. And I'm not so sure that that one is necessarily rigged, but it follows the pattern that happened years later when Derrick Rose went to Chicago when the Bulls had a 1.7% chance of getting the number one overall pick. If there were if there were more teams getting their hometown kid, mm-hmm. I would agree with you. Uh, Jabari Parker did not end up in Chicago; he went to Milwaukee. That's you can't give him. They're not Cleveland. You can't give them that many picks in the row. Okay, it's so, not. They also have. All right, go on, go on. So, sorry. so some teams can get multiple picks in a row, yes. but other teams can't. Yes, that is correct. What makes the determination? If you do it too often, yes, then it becomes far too obvious. Yes. Also, when you have a team with uh, two superstars on it, you can't give them a third. You can't give them Jabari Parker if you have Rose and Butler. Okay. However, if LeBron James leaves Cleveland, there's no reason why you then can't give them two number one picks in three years also. One where they had a 1.7% chance and another one where it has a 15.6% chance of getting the number one pick. Well, the the year that we had the 1.7, the 1.8% chance, that wasn't even the Cavs ping pong ball that got picked. That was the Clippers. Oh, come on, man. It's Nah, man. They drew it. This year, the Celtics drew the Brooklyn pick. Th- no, the trades wipe that off the board that doesn't count but so then what i'm saying is that that cleveland had their own percent chance to get the first overall pick sure and the 1.7 percent on top of that oh so that 1.7 percent made all the difference (laughs) you're right joe that convinced me i can take my tin foil hat off now well it did make all the difference that was the ball that got picked Uh, that only further helps me (laughs) every Every ball has a chance to be grabbed from the drum. Okay. All right, then how about this then? The three years in a row, the the two years that that happened, when you guys went with Kyrie Irving and then Anthony Bennett also, which made a ton of sense. Uh, Also in those three years, the New Orleans Hornets got the number one pick with a 14.8% chance. Now the chances of... The Hornets with 14-8, the Cavs at 1-7, and the Cavs at 15-6, all getting a number one pick, are less than 0.5%. Ooh. Ooh. And there are reasons why the Cavs should have gotten those picks. 
devastated by the decision. Downtrodden, as always, was Cleveland, trying to revitalize a once great franchise in recent years, actually. David Stern gave them Kyrie Irving, who is a game changer, tried to give them another number one overall pick, which you squandered. And then also, years later, before LeBron came back, you got the number one pick that you spent on Wiggins. So that's four years, three number one picks? Mm-hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, no, I get it. You just have blatant blind ignorance because your team was supposed to have benefited from it. Unfortunately, I never thought we were going to benefit from Anthony Bennett. Benefit? Regardless, <laughs> I, I was the same thing. You still had three number one picks in four years. Yeah. Get the fuck out. It's not impossible. No, there's a less than five percent chance of that happening. Point <laughs> five percent. <laughs> hey man, talk to Lester City. <laughs> so so it's a conspiracy if the teams with the low percent chance not ha- end up with the first overall pick and this year when the Philadelphia 76ers had a 25% chance to win the first overall pick this is also a conspiracy when the team with the highest percentage chance is the one with the first overall pick like everything everything that has happened it has been woven into this narrative which is which either means which means one of two things i think here are the the two most likely outcomes from the arguments that i i hear either the nba for 32 years has rigged the draft lottery and has let enough slip has let enough happen has let enough be obvious Mm -hmm. that people are piecing it together and that people like me think oh my god it's so obvious that it can't be possible and it's just math happening as it does all the time around us or or none none of none of it's happening and this this theory has been cobbled together by the facts as they are Right? I mean, that, that's that's it, right? Either it is a conspiracy or it's not. Sure. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I'll take that. That's right. But there are reasons behind all of it. Why did the Philadelphia 76ers get the first pick? Yes, they did have the best chance. They also had a 75% chance of not getting the first pick. Let's not forget the other fatter side of that coin. But why did they get the first first pick as a reward for firing Sam Hinkie. Trust the process, done with the process. No more tanking if Hinkie's not there. You bring in Colangelo, sorry Jerry, here's a first round draft, make it all better. Back to the Hornets. The Hornets, when they had the 14% chance, they had just sold the team. Because they were, at that point, still for years under control of the NBA. And this isn't the first time that David Stern has gone in and meddled in the business. I don't know if you remember the Chris Paul trade that tried to happen that did not work, that he mm-hmm. came in and shut down, and then the team was sold, and then they got the first-round pick. Hey, why don't you go ahead and take that first-round pick if you buy the team? It was a throw-in for them. 
why did the Portland Trailblazers get the first pick in the 2007 draft? What did they do to deserve that? They hadn't been relevant long enough. That there was there was some stuff on there that I had seen. The real prize for that draft was supposed to be because it was a two way shot, right? It was supposed to be Greg Oden or Kevin Durant. Correct. Both teams needed something big. The and both players were supposed to be can't miss projects. Cannot miss. One was made of glass and wishes, and we all know that now, <laughs> and is already out of basketball. Yes. And, and the other one is an MVP and multiple time scoring champ. The scoring champ, someone big needed to go to Seattle to keep them there. Someone big needed to go to Portland to keep them relevant at all, which could be the same reason Jabari Parker went to the Bucks to keep them relevant. Uh, is it the same thing for uh, Andrea Bargnani going to the Toronto Raptors in 2006? Yes, it absolutely is, because they were a garbage team for a while, and at that point they still had Vinsanity and that was about it, and they were missing playoffs. And yes, sometimes these guys miss on players, but that doesn't mean that it's not fixed. So every, every player picked, every no, not first a, overall pick. Not every, not every first-round pick. So what, what, what is um, uh, Andrew Bogut to the Bucks in 2005? Was that, was that a reason, or was that just they, they decided to let that one just happen as it should? How does the NBA determine which teams need boosts, which ones they owe something to? How, it, it, uh, okay, so like John Wall going to the Wizards. Okay. The Wizards had been going through some trouble. The owner died in 2010. Gilbert Arenas brought the gun to the yes, arena in 2010. They were having a ton of problems. What happened? John Wall. Here to save the franchise. Orlando Magic. Getting... Uh, Shaquille O'Neal mm -hmm. when he came out. New franchise, Magic City. They needed some help. And then they got Shaq. And then the next year, missing the playoffs on, on a play-in game. On a play-in game with a less than 1% per point percent chance, they got Penny Hardaway. Back-to-back first-round picks for a brand-new franchise that cannot lose. In David Stern's eyes. And then... Once they both left and got injured, came back and gave them the first round pick with Dwight. I have no heart, Howard. So it, again, it sounds like every first overall pick is either a reward mm -hmm. for acquiescing to the league's desires, yes, or some sort of compensation for hardship, yes, or. Uh, a way to to boost a, a smaller market team or, or somebody who's yes. hit the skids recently. Um, or perhaps it's just what's in the league's best interest. Yes. Using those four buckets, you can put any pick in one of them. You e any any pick is bound to match up with one of those stories. So it, it can all be used to justify the narrative, to, to build a case for the league having... Sure, the Celtics getting the number one pick is in their best interest because it revitalizes a historic fa franchise. The Nuggets get the pick because... They, they needed a new superstar. Adam, 
I don't or, think they needed a new Silver Star necessarily fits the narrative, though. Where does that fit into one of your four buckets? I mean, that, that could give a floundering team a boost. If they don't have any good players on their team. What, what I'm saying is, like, I'm sorry, you continue. No, 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 please, please. I mean, I'm just I'm just going to reiterate the the same thing that I said, which is, I I think that it, it's impossible to poke a hole in this story when every fact has already been accounted for, when every fact can be protected by, oh well, it it makes sense because of X, it makes sense because of Y, it makes sense because of Z. Sure, sure, sure. When there, when anything that I I can point out and be like, well, what about this first overall pick? Well, luckily, we already have an explanation for why that happened. Whether If the 76ers didn't win and the Lakers got it, well, sure, the Lakers are, are one of the historic franchises you know, of the past 50 years, uh, especially with Kobe leaving. Can you imagine if the, if the Lakers landed the first overall pick right now, the talk would just be like, well, obviously, Kobe left. They needed somebody to fill it. There'd be no talk. I would set the entire world on fire. Fire if the Lakers got the first-round pick. Fire. But yes, I understand your point. I absolutely understand your point. But you don't think it's at all odd that it's at all strange that you guys won in 11, 13, and 14? Sure I do. In the four years that LeBron left, you got three of the top picks? Well, we what we had going for us was that we were a terrible team. So we were always in lottery consideration. It's not like we were a, a, a team shooting for 500 on the verge of the playoffs. We were consistently in the lottery because we were terrible. And yes, I do think that mathematically it is strange that we got three out of four years. That's an anomaly. There's no explanation for it because that's just how math works sometimes. There is an explanation. Oh. I, but we, we're a, we're a tiny market. Like, why? What what benefit does the league have of trying to boost us? Build a new good guy. Try and get someone to beat uh, evil LeBron and the uh, Miami Heat. The apology for him leaving. I mean, we wouldn't be having this conversation if it wasn't for Dukembe fucking Matumbo right now. <laughs> it's possible. That's the because otherwise. What's the story here? The team with the greatest chance to get the first overall pick gets the first overall pick. That's the story. The team that's been tanking for three years. More. But that's not always the story, though, is the point. Is that sometimes, about half the time, it's not the team with the worst. It's the team that seems to benefit the league the most. I, I see your argument. I, I don't think it holds water. So you're absolutely none of it. Doesn't matter. It's not rigged. Let me ask you this then. There's enough of us tin hats out there yes. who are questioning the process. Right? Sure, sure. Why doesn't the NBA open it up? Why, why don't they shut me up? Why don't they shut everyone else up? and show the draft lottery live and not have it in a secret room that's locked with no cameras, no cell phones, no nothing. So uh, obviously I, I don't know exactly why, but I can come up with a theory 
Great. And it's to keep you intrigued. It's to keep the tinfoil hats out there. At this point, not showing it happen creates more buzz than showing it happen. It also allows them to rig it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, obviously that as well. I mean, obviously that. It's not like nobody else is in this room. Reporters are there. There's just, uh, for whatever reason they've chosen, uh, the, the league, there's no audio or video recording of it. Yeah, weird. It does sound shady as shit, yes. Yes! That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, you start adding up everything, and it starts becoming this, like, monstrosity of a statistical anomaly that is just so fucked. And in my land, if it looks like a duck and it talks like a duck, it's probably rigged. Uh, Again, I see where you're coming from. Like, I I think it makes a, a great story. I think it makes it really interesting, and I think that... But how does... But how? Okay, so you're saying then that the reason why they don't open it up is to keep people like me intrigued and watching. So what the NBA is effectively doing is tarnishing their own name so that a small segment of the population can keep believing that Bigfoot and Elvis are having brunch somewhere? (laughs) (laughs) Like, is that it? Like, they're potentially doing damage to their own brand to keep a couple of viewers watching you you are a huge nba fan oh, i'm watching regardless right but i'm saying it, it hasn't really tarnished their image in your eyes then has it it has tarnished their image in my eyes fucking lakers have gotten the number two pick the last two years in a row if it fell outside of the number three this year it reverted back to philadelphia weird they got the two pick. Lakers get to keep the pick after Kobe leaves. So what if the Lakers fell to four and then Philadelphia gets pick one and pick four? I mean, that's a pretty strong narrative for the conspiracy, too. Listen. L- so either either way, however it happens, it supports your story. That's what I'm saying is, if, is for this conspiracy theory, for the for. People who are, uh, if I can uh, borrow some something from Tyrion, I mean, that's the great part of being a fanatic, isn't it? Is that you're always right and they're always wrong and everything that you uh, have in front of you is going to help support your story. Whether, whether the Lakers were at two or it reverted back to Philly. Sure, sure. I can conceivably come up with something that makes it all make sense in my world. I'm shaping... My argument around not facts, but the supporting arguments behind it doesn't make me any less right. (laughs) Doesn't make you any more right either. Statistically, it does. Uh, All right. You don't you don't buy it. I don't buy it. MB, do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, I think it's weird that there's a lottery for the first draft pick and they don't just give it to the person who did the worst, but I understand that, that it prevents tanking. Um, 
I don't have any concept why they wouldn't just do it live. Even though when I watched the NHL draft lottery, it was like the worst episode of Deal or No Deal I've ne- I've ever seen. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Why not just publicly do it and kind of erase the doubts behind it? Uh, everyone watches every piece of the puzzle uh get placed yeah why why keep it shrouded that's that's my biggest response uh i it does seem unlikely that you know all those things would have played out the way they did but i also kind of uh, can see where joe's coming from with when you say like well it's either this 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 or this then it's like yeah, it is one of those four things, you know, <laughs> like there's there's not really a good argument to it being any one of them when it is at least one of them. Right. I, I think there's one more potential explanation for why they don't televise it. And it's because it's not because it's like a, a bingo lottery where the, the balls are in there and they pull it out and it has a Cavaliers logo on it. Right. Um, it's, it's more like a, a, a Powerball lottery where there are n- uh, numbered balls in there. there. Are. Yes, that's correct. And, and it, it, they pull the combinations and whoever has that number is the one who gets that ticket. Yes. The way that they pull it, is they determine they first pull the first overall pick, then they pull the second overall pick, then they pull the third overall pick. But when they televise it, they do it backwards and they say, "Well, the seventh pick they to build drama, to build drama." Well, they only draw it like the first. Affected, yeah. Yes, because you can't fall too far if you're the worst, and you can't. Yes, yes. Yeah, but because there's so much technicality to the process, I don't think that they want to show us them making the sausage. They want to show us the presented platter of encased meats. Also, obviously, okay. it's it's rigged, and they don't want it to, to show on TV. Right, but, like, why not show us the sausage and then afterwards at least have the footage available? I don't show know. more. You can still get an out. People will still tune in for a half an hour after to watch what they just saw picked in reverse. Yeah, I'm not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If we've learned anything in 2016, it's if you make the content, people will find it. (laughs) Those are actual Bill Simmons tweets. It's terrible. It's really embarrassing for him. Find us on iTunes, Facebook, and Twitter, (laughs) not yet on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Regardless, we're going to have to agree to disagree until next year when the Boston Celtics don't get the first round pick with the terrible Nets team. Well, obviously we're rewarding the Nets. You can't reward the Nets. They don't have a draft pick for another two years. That's not allowed. No, they do. We switch next year. So we have the right to swap picks. Okay, cool. But yes, that is not allowed, but we still won't get the number one overall pick. Well, if you do, that's exactly what the NBA wanted. Can I call it right now? Yeah. Can I call yes. it right now? This this will go a long way towards convincing me. If you could call it a year in advance, tell me what's going to happen and why, and that's what happens, I won't not believe you. The 2017 mm-hmm. first-round draft pick belongs to the Sacramento Kings. Here's why. They're opening up a new stadium this year, and halfway through the year, 
when they trade their superstar DeMarcus Cousins, they will need someone to put in that place. They will get a new superstar to build around and to try to sell some tickets. Yes, they will also have the bottom three of records in the league, mm. but they will get the number one overall pick. Okay. I want to say, Huli, I'm also, I'm also really proud of the f- uh, that you didn't bring up the fact that the 76ers are the first team to allow ads on their jerseys and that maybe this was the league thanking them for that. I didn't even think of it. Wow. However. <laughs> fits the narrative. Now that you bring it up. <laughs> now that, now it that I mentioned it. It does fit the narrative. It does fit the narrative of rewarding. So. You've only weakened your own case, the Joe. I know. So, yeah, agree to disagree Yeah. until next year when the Sacramento Kings get the first pick. Can't wait. I'll change my tune then. Great. We'll revisit this next year. Things will blow out, but let's sit down for some garbage time. All right. We know that Huli believes that there's a conspiracy theory behind the NBA lottery draft. But what other conspiracy theories would you guys actually buy into? I'm going to preface mine by saying that I often fall asleep to documented alien files on netflix which has a variety of conspiracies revolving the dolce air force base and the large grays and some other things that they have going on uh the conspiracy theory that i'm going to adhere to is that aliens built the pyramids we still haven't necessarily figured out the engineering of it yet and the latitude longitude lines of the pyramids are the exact same as the speed of light. Whoa. Yeah. No, look into that really? one. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's kind of fucked. But go on, Joe. What's yours? Um, 9-11 was an inside job. Fair. Loose change. Follow the money. Yeah. Bush wanted it to happen. Rocket fuel can't <laughs> melt pyramids. <laughs> uh, if... The NHL refs started swallowing their whistles and ignoring one particular NHL rule. What would you want it to be? Fighting. Fighting. Yeah. They Let sh- them go. As soon as they drop gloves and they start swinging, they should be able to immediately pick their gloves up, pick up their stick, and keep playing. Oh, I was going to say get rid of the rule that makes fighting okay. <gasps> oh! I'm ty- Opposite Inter- ends of the coin. NHL is very different than international hockey. International hockey does not put up with that bullshit. That not not nearly at the level that NHL does, where everyone's like, okay, they're going to go at it. Everyone, 
Hang on. If it was baseball, you'd call it tradition and celebrate it. Wait. I would. You do call it tradition and celebrate it. Not oh, you. Oh, yeah. The, all, the royal you. All those fights in baseball that people love. That, does, that doesn't happen in baseball. You get a bench-clearing brawl. How many people get suspended? Uh, Maybe one. Right. That happens in basketball. The whole team's taking a nap. If you have a bench-clearing brawl, if you get step onto the court in basketball, yes. you get suspended. Totally. And it should be the same in, in hockey. Oh, fuck that. They hate their teeth. They lose them on purpose. I also think it's kind of absurd that fighting is, like, uh, Accepted? encouraged. Yeah. There's one dude that's going to take a swing at somebody if that person is, like, being shitty to your team like you hire a guy to do that that's crazy and sometimes that goon turns into an all-star <laughs> r.i.p john scott <laughs> hashtag john scott he's still alive hash brown john scott <laughs> which nba team should use their rigged draft pick to recruit your particular set of skills Obviously, we're talking number one overall pick. Obviously, here. Yeah, I'm yeah, not. Yeah. Go- I'm not going anywhere else. I'm not signing if I'm two or worse. Yeah, no, nah, f all that. Uh, I'm going to New York City. I will be Carmelo Anthony's mouth. I will say exactly what Lala wants me to say for him. <laughs> I'm loud. I'm boisterous. I can allow Melo and Porzingis to just play, and then I will handle all of the PR that Phil Jackson does not want me to um since i i think that i can bring a sense of humor to a team i'm gonna go to the sacramento kings because everybody who's a part of that organization looks like they do not want to be there hopefully i can bring a bit, little bit of levity to the situation <laughs> um here's some levity for you which athlete if you had to choose would you want to kick you in the nuts we got to pick an athlete to kick us in the nuts. Mm-hmm. Mine's like Oscar sp- Pistorius, but no blades. <laughs> Mine's easy. I'm going to go uh, John R. Velasquez, uh, one of the winningest horse jockeys that has ever been. <laughs> he has won 4,985 races. I am going to go with ex-NFL star Don Shula because there's no way that old man can do anything to my groin. (laughs) He's got a series of hip problems. He gets one foot off the ground six inches and immediately falls and breaks his other hip. Sorry for pooching your original pick. It's all good. It's bound to happen. Uh, But, like, that's what happens when the the draft is rigged. (laughs) Uh, I think that's all I've got for you guys this week. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Huli and the Joe, Facebook.com slash Huli and the Joe. Still don't have an Instagram. We got so many pictures just burning a hole in our pocket. So many pictures. We're going to put them up on classmates.com soon. <laughs> but please like, look, share if you loved it, like it. If you hated it, show it to two enemies to torture them with it. If not, uh, tweet at us. Tell us what you'd like to hear. Tell us what you'd like us to do. We'll do it. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Engage with us. Engage with Zorb. Sports Retorts is dead. Long live Sports Retorts.
can can get the huh the vaginal mouth sounds to stuff. Queef. Queef. That's what it sounds like, right? Queef. Very terse. Queefy. Um. Cool. This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.